Are you ready? Here we go. The following podcast is scheduled for one ball. Who's following? And making their return. Oh, we'll see who falls first. Making their return to the fucking microphone. We have Aaron and Adam. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the after session. And just as a lovely little present for you, I thought I'd get a new haircut for you. <laughs> that made me look like such a gobshite. But yeah, I had a bit of a midlife crisis and decided to get the razor out, lads. So, like, keep them comments clean. <laughs> haircut What's for every story, episode. Aaron? That's it, a new haircut for every episode. And it wasn't something that I meant to do, but, like, sure, look, it just ended up happening. Which is pretty funny because we did do uh, our first few episodes, we were recording twice a week. So, it's pretty hard to keep up as a demand for new haircuts. <laughs> yeah. But we're back bigger, tanner, and fatter than ever. Well, one yeah, of us is And not even ever. live. No. <laughs> <laughs> one of us is tanner, one of us is fatter. I'll let you decide who's who. Can you tell the difference? Aaron, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, it's great to have you back on the line here, bro. It's been nice being away. Got a nice little bit of a refreshing buzz there. I feel revitalized. I feel great, to be honest, and I wouldn't mind. This podcast realistically started properly when I came back from Lanzarote in September. Is that factual? Is that correct? And yeah. now, look, we're going to start off 2022 in the exact same situation because I've flown back on a plane on tan as fuck. Not to give away the answer to your first question there, but I'm tan as fuck. I'm ready to go. Aaron, what's the story? How are you getting on, bro? I'm good. You're looking great today. Thanks, man. Back at yourself. Wouldn't be calling you the fat one if you've seen what's under this. <laughs> yeah, that's the baby. We'll have a, a contest one day. One day, one sweet day. <laughs> After I've run out of sweets. See who has the better dad bod. Dad bod? Yeah. Never mind that. We can talk about a few dad jokes though if you want. Way. Segway. <laughs> I'll let uh, the beauty go first. Okay. Are you sure I'm not the beast? <laughs> right. Did you hear about the kidnapping at school? No, I didn't. That's fine, you woke up eventually. Yeah, I'm glad you added that, not me. <laughs> we can even dump it over later. Yeah. <laughs> I don't even feel like explaining it because anyone that thought it was funny at home, very, very few of them. Um, you know, yourself, it won't be funny if I explain it. But yeah. let's sit, oh, sit with you for a minute. I told you to get a belter. And you come up with that. Yeah, that's pretty true. That's Fairness, I've let the side down already. I may as well just log off now. Yeah. That new hair, man. <laughs> All your brain cells are flowing through the little uh, particles in your hair. That's actually my uh, IQ actually spread into my hair <laughs> follicles. So, like, me cutting that off has made me a little bit brain there. All right, here's not going to uh, not gonna links into you. Okay. My boss always laughed at my dad jokes at work, but since the pandemic, she never laughs at them in the Zoom chats. I asked her, why doesn't she laugh at them anymore? She replied, because her jokes aren't remotely funny. <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty funny. <laughs> that actually is pretty good. Well done. <laughs> That's how you do it. That's how you do it. <laughs> it was. That was a good dad joke. It's so good that you started choking. It was like a dad choke there from you. <laughs> yeah, new, new uh, segment, not dad joke, dad joke. 
that show can anyone show show what we should do from now on right the person that's telling the joke obviously won't be able to do it because they have to speak the other person should have to put water in their mouth have a little bit of a drink there and see if you can actually make them wet themselves we'll hit up five jokes or even better if we can get people to send in jokes at the end of each podcast you can read out the best say like five say you pick five i pick five we'll get them to dm us directly and we'll ask the five and see how many people spit out war. And look, come here, if either me or you spit out the war, we have to give the credit to the person at home. Yeah. Well, thank God someone else is writing jokes, not you, because your jokes have been awful lately. Can't remember the last time I had a yeah, good joke. They really have been, in fairness. Oh, last good joke I made was Newcastle might stay in the Premier League. <laughs> yeah, I thought going too well at the moment. No, and you know what? It's probably not going to go too well in the future either. Not Neymar, not quite. As you sent me the other day so eloquently. Not Neymar, it's Chris Wood. Yeah, when you have expectations uh, sign Neymar, but in reality you sign Chris Wood, it's just, you know, it's not going to be your season. No, that's it, exactly. <laughs> but here, look, solid player, and he's performed well in the championship before, as has Trippier, so it's what we really bring them in for, you know? Yeah. And going out in the Carabao Cup in the tour of fourth round, that's some achievement. But anyway. Um, oh, was this the, the FA Cup, you mean? Oh, the FA Cup, sorry, Cambridge. Yeah. yeah. Uh, some game the absolute game of FIFA right there in fairness <laughs> both teams at the bottom of the net twice only counted once for Cambridge and uh, in fairness they did score twice but like still Newcastle had 23 shots on goal that day <laughs> 23 home, well, that's not a FIFA uh, a home yeah a home exactly bit of a weird situation afterwards and it shows a bit of lack of passion from a lot of the players at the club I think when it's Kieran Trippier who was making his debut that they are now in fairness like, he's a phenomenal player he's a great professional and especially after this, he went into the dressing room and tried to drag a few of the players out with him to go around and clap the fans and thank them for actually showing up, thank them for supporting them. And I can't even remember if any players came back out with him. But fair play to him, he went back around, he did it himself. And in fairness, I have a lot of respect for Kieran Trippier. I think he's a good player. Yeah, I don't get why players don't even show well, the fans. It shows the appreciation. In that dressing room there, that's attitude was. Well, that's it. The fans are paying hard earned money, and especially in that area in England, like the northeast of England, is supposed to be not like as well. Not supposed to be as affluent, I suppose, and it's not as much money free flowing around the place unless you're talking about the owners of the club. But to go around and basically just disrespect the fans, like, oh, I don't think that's on, I don't think that's a very good way of going about it. And a lot of them players are hang their heads in shame because if you're doing shit like that, no wonder you're performing the way you are. Last no one just before David? we go into uh, this or that, Neymar gets a yeah. bonus for every time he claps the fans. I think it's. 20 grand or 200 grand don't know what it is but you get the wow. bonus for a clap in the fence wow that's just ridiculous he also had a clause in his contract now correct me if I'm wrong here but I believe there was a contract uh, contract clause he had that if, um, he got like extra he got he got a bonus if he didn't slag the manager or if he didn't <laughs> mouth off about the manager in the media yeah Oh, fucking hell, football is mad. There's crazy, th- crazy things written into football contracts now. And if you look at it, like, you know, Ferran Torres, speaking of crazy shit getting written into contracts, have you heard about his uh, release clauses? Not his one, no. One billion euro. Is that like a man, Pedri, no? Pedri has the same. Oh, so in Spanish, uh, in Spanish football, the law of the game states that every player must have um, a release clause. And do you know the way Barcelona sold... Um, Neymar to PSG of 220 odd million yeah. the reason that they had to pay 220 million is because Barcelona wouldn't accept any fee lower than that that was the release clause and they were able to speak to Neymar directly Jeez. do you know what I mean so it was thought at the time this is an astronomical figure no one's going to pay it 
And now they're really going, look, we're making it so fucking far up that no, no one is paying us. <laughs> yeah. This team is written into Spanish football. And a lot, yeah, a lot of clubs seem to... There's a lot of players out there at the minute now. I was watching a little video earlier. There's a few players that you'd want to keep your eye on, any football manager fans. Because there's a lot of players that have a very, very low, uh, very low release cost for the player that they are. Something to keep an eye on. Jump in the going a little bit before we go back to football real quick. This or that, have you got Jumper. Oh, I do, yeah. Right. Do you want to go first? Right. the links in. Yeah, it's up to you. I'll let you go first. Right. This one is a bit of a weird one. Okay. Would you, would you rather shit out a watermelon or piss out a golf ball? Oh, shit out a watermelon. <laughs> yeah, sure, you used to have a large... Yeah. No more. I say no more. Go on. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. It's coming out rather than going in. Um. Anyway, so I have a question for you, right? And it was kind of based around something that I was going to bring up with you later on. But since a fight has just been booked recently, and it's one of the most anticipated fights in a long time, saying that's saying a lot for the UFC. But it's Colby Covington against Jorge Masvidal. And my question for you is: If you were to fight one of those two, Colby or Masvidal, who would it be? Probably Jorge. Yeah, fair enough. Any uh, reason behind it? Do you reckon you could I don't know out, his name. outbox him, take him down? <laughs> I don't know his name, so that's why I'm picking him. I know Masvidal's a badass motherfucker, so I'm going for your fella. I'm not going for U- Colby. Yeah, I'm not a big UFC fan. I don't know his name. I don't know who he's for or how good he is. I'm just saying that because I've never heard of his name, so I'm just going to pick him because I know uh, Masvidal is just a badass and... Like he'd probably tear me limb from limb, so that's oh, fair enough. Then would you be up for a wager? Oh God, what a, a, gen- a gentleman's bet, one might say. I think I think I know where this is going, but go on. All right, so you would pick Masvidal. He's the fighter out of the children that you know best, or that you know at all. Oh, well, yeah. And personally, I would actually pick Colby Covington. So would you be willing to put your money where your mouth is here, and we put a tenner bet? On either in the bookies or against each other when I get to tenner, something free or oh, something easy. What, what happens if the draw? It won't be. <laughs> <laughs> These two guys are coming in here with a massive bad blood. They're coming in here to take each other's heads off. They used to be live. They used to live with each other at some stage. So they were roommates. They were best friends. Fucking some say attached to the hip. And that went very, very south very, very quickly. They both love to talk and they both love to smash people up. So it's going to be a phenomenal fight. I just want to know, would you be up for making a little gentleman's agreement with me? You're I'll take Kobe up. and you can take Masvidal. Yeah, maybe you want to watch this fight now. You're holding up, yeah. Um, I know, Dana. yeah. Dana, why should give me a job? <laughs> When's on, March? What? Uh, March, yeah. So it's UFC 272. And the thing is, even though it'll be a non-title fight, I'll expand on that now in a second. Even though it's going to be a non-title fight, it's everyone reckons that it's going to be scheduled as the main event. But Dana does love having a title fight in the main event. And even though there's no weight division championship on either man's shoulder, there is one championship that is, and that's Jorge Masvidal's BMF title. And I that's believe... Oh, yeah, exactly. Baddest motherfucker. So I believe that Jorge Masvidal really is the baddest motherfucker alive. What he should do is he should put that title on the line against Colby Covington, UFC 272, and Dana White. I got my hair cut just like yours. 
please listen to this and please make that happen. You don't have to bring the rock out to present the title again, but like just make that happen. I feel like this will be a fight worthy of the BMF title. Well, it's out there, it's on the internet. I can't really say no, so yeah, I'll agree to it. Then uh, you make it tight and shut. <laughs> Sorry, that's the Khabib coming out. I'll agree to that. Ten quid. Okay. Brilliant. And then we can sign you up to fight Masvidal afterwards with that ten quid. Oh, fuck off. Right, here's one for you. Okay. No dogs in the world or no music. No music. Yeah, good choice. That would have been my answer. No, honestly, based on a, a story I told you earlier on today, I don't know if I'm going to bother getting into it on this, but you know I'd put anything before, I wouldn't put anything before a dog. Look. Same as long as they're mine. Dogs are those different breeds that are unbelievable. Yeah. Pardon the pun. They are a different breed, you're right. Well, yeah, I didn't even mean that, but... There you go. One more we move on. Right, one more we move on. So I'm just coming up with this one off the top of my head because I only brought one with me. And this is probably a better one for your area of interest, right? So if you were to rank both teams, which one is better? With this or that? United's Trevor winning 99 team or Arsenal's Invincibles? United's. Do you think they were a better side, yeah? Better side or better achievement? Well, no, better achievement would obviously go to United because they won the treble. So I'm just asking, who would be the better side? I'll go at Arsenal on this one. Okay. That's a better side, but better achievement was United. But like, oh, like obviously, yeah. Henri and like, just Henri alone just beats any United player. So <laughs> that's, why I'm, that's why I'm going for that. As long as he's not wearing a French jersey, I'm actually a little bit of a fan of the fella. So. And keeps his hands point whereas uh, the ref can see it. Then we don't care. Mary's he's lucky. He's lucky that we're not like the Saudis, in fairness, because if we were, that hand wouldn't be attached anymore <laughs> for the crime he committed against that country. But, sure, look, we'll move on from that. You know the way I was talking to you about UFC there, and I know you said you're not the world's biggest UFC fan, but just for a bit of perspective there, you watch, you know, Kamaru Usman, He'd probably be the pound-for-pound pound greatest fighter on the planet at the moment. A lot of people say that anyway. But believe it or not, Colby and Masvidal are, are his two most recent opponents. He's fought both twice and he's won both fights against both of them. But if you were to have a guess, which fight do you reckon sold more pay-per-views? Usman versus Covington 2? Or Usman versus Masvidal 2? Bear in mind I have the figures here in front of me. I just looked it up as a point of interest. I'm going to go with your lad. Colby Coppinson. So, yeah. you actually are right there. So, it's incredibly close. So, Masvidal versus Usman 2 got 700,000 buys. And Colby versus Usman 2 got 700,000 buys. But that's not including international sales. So, it's slightly edged it out. So, he has... Which is kind of... That's where... It's a bit funny that you were saying you, you, you didn't know Colby's name. I was like, it's gas because if you were to think about it, Star power wise, that showed him was at the same or near enough to the same level. So yeah. it really will be a great fight there. And if you can transfer those fans over, I reckon that could like genuinely that card could do gangbusters. It'll probably be the highest selling pay-per-view of the year at the time. So that's happening in March in February. Oh, sorry, at the end of this month though, I believe. So it's UFC 270, the Clash of the Titans, the heavyweight rumble. Never mind the Trilla in Manila. 
this is Cyril Gahn versus Francis the Predator and Gahn. And look, as you said, you're not mad into the UFC, but I'd be in shock if you didn't at least know who Francis and Gahn is, just based on the fact that that fella invades my nightmares. And it's not even his full body, it's just his right hand. Can't say I do, mate. Well, you know what? I'm going to educate you before we come on to the next podcast and we will post a few videos. Do you know what we can do, actually? We can sit there. One of the days we'll do a little, twi- uh, little Twitch stream even or maybe go live on YouTube or something like that or live on Instagram. Whatever you feel, whatever the people want. And we can watch highlights of the best Francis Ngannou knockouts. What do you think of that? Because genuinely, yeah. a few comments on them, man, he sends people... Do you know what I mean? Like, you could... Some people get sent to the hospital after after a punch. Francis Ngannou sends people to space after an uppercut. I have to say, compliments make people look better in the early. He make compilations about Fred and make them look amazing. So, oh no, there's a reason. There's a reason they're compilations. The reason they're compilations because the fights don't tend to last too long. There's not that (laughs) many highlights other than the knockout. Fair enough. Yeah, it's an incredible story that guy. Yeah. He was chatting, he was on Joe Rogan's podcast before. Now he's from Cameroon and he was living homeless on the streets in Paris before he went into an MMA gym, started training and everything like that. But the area in Cameroon he came from, when he was as young as like nine or 12 or something like that, he was working in, I think it was silver mines. So, like, if you think about like obviously the motion that he'd be doing, the work, the physical work that he'd be doing, I'd imagine it's like that's where his strength comes from because yeah. the guy is tremendously powerful. It's actually, do you know what? When you see it, I want to catch your first reaction. So don't watch it before oh, we watch oh, it, before we right. make a little reaction video. Because honestly, we want to see a pure reaction from you because you haven't seen it. And this fucker is scary. Hang on, heart. I won't watch it. Good. Please don't. I can't remember his name, so I'm not going to look it up. So we're lucky. Cool. <laughs> when I did look it up earlier, I thought it was pretty funny that obviously his name is Francis Ngannou. But someone had typed in, oh, how much did Charles Ngannou get for his last UFC fight? Charles, where the fuck did you get Charles from? His name's Francis. It's not, they don't even sound the same. Hey, come here. The yeah. FIFA World 11 for 2021 was announced about two hours ago before this podcast was recorded. I told you yeah. not to look at it and to come up with well, the confirm. best 11. I didn't look at it. Fair. I don't think I gave you what's the formation that was used, which is a bit unusual, but it's what was used. And yeah. What I'll tell you now before you give me your team is the best goalkeeper was voted Mendy and Lewandowski was voted the best player. Now, okay. who have you got in your... Actually, the formation is 3-3-4. Three, three, three defenders, okay. three midfielders, four forwards. Who was your goalkeeper? My goalkeeper was genuinely was Jan Oblak. But I understand completely. Mendy just slipped my mind, to be honest. But Mendy had a phenomenal season last season when he came in and actually started playing games under Tuchel. So that's no surprise there. My right fullback was actually Reese James. Wait, 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 wait. Sorry. Oh, you want to go one at a time? Mendy wasn't in the team. What? Well, he was voted the best goalkeeper. He's not in the team. That's why I mentioned it. It's not Mendy. It's not Oblak. It's not Allison. It's not Ederson. It's 22-year-old Italian Donnarumma. Now, in fairness, it's hard to argue with that either. He was phenomenal. What, and phenom is the word. I'd never... I'd look, even for a charity shoe, I wouldn't want to take a penalty from the fella. 
Well, I'm, I'm just biased because I don't like Chelsea. Like Mendy is a good goalkeeper, but he's not tested because he has such a good defense. Like he's doing well, but it's just the team make him look better. Like he kept clean sheets. The team kept clean sheets. I wouldn't say he he the clean sheets were down to him. If you get me, like he. Okay, but where would you rank him in the Premier League? Say top five goalkeepers. Would it be in that? Off this season or just like in general? In general, you were to look at say all the first team goalkeepers in the Premier League, would you put them in the top five? Oh yeah, definitely top five, yeah. But okay. he's only in the Premier League a year. He's done great for his fourth season, I'll get it wrong, but when he when he's done it for three, four years, then he can be up there. He's up there with the top five I'd put Allison, Ederson, De Gea, uh, Mendy. And then... Do you want me to fill in your last one? Yeah. Martinez off of uh, Aston Villa. Other than the Howler the other night, like he's, he's class. He started off good, but I think he's a bit... Yeah. Oh, I've seen uh, the man, what's his name, Jose Salah, who was being mentioned, but... Mm. He's very good as well. The toss between them two. Let's get back to this 11... The three at the back, who have you got? Um, my three at the back would be, which is this is kind of it's kind of a bit mad because I'm going with an all Premier League three at the back. Okay. So I'm pretty sure I'm going to be wrong here, but I'm going to say Ruben Diaz, mm-hmm. Antonio Rudiger, mm-hmm. and Reese James. Even though he's not a centre back, I just want to I'll put him in there. I did call out on the on the switch stream, but I do think he's probably the best right back in the world at the moment. But he's injured since, so <laughs> I'm a bit of a uh, I'm a bit of a curse there now. Well, Reese James, he had about six good games last year, so I wouldn't put him in personally. But Diaz is in the squad. Rudiger is not, but he's not a bad show. Rudiger is not in the squad. No, but he's not a bad. Strange show, for a man that won the Champions League. Yeah. In my opinion, he's a he's decent a... player. I'm going to say Thiago Silva's definitely in there then, is he? Nope. That's crazy. For the clean sheets that Chelsea kept last season, like, there's a either of them not being in there is a big surprise to me. Like, There's a Bundesliga player and a Serie A player. Okay, so we're going to go with Giorgio Chiellini. Uh, Chiellini. Nope. Benucci? Yep. Okay, thank fuck. I don't know. It <laughs> has to be someone at this stage. Jesus, I'm making a show of myself here. And he was a Bundesliga player. Yeah. Oh, God. You know, I actually don't know. I, I haven't a breeze. I'd say Alaba, maybe, but honestly, is it Alaba? Yeah. Well, that's a fucking joke. Yeah. That's an absolute yeah, we got joke. in there over Rudiger. That's, it's beyond me. That's absolutely ridiculous. Carry on. He's actually around Madrid now. Oh, bollocks. We had yeah. on a free during the summer. Oh, fuck. <laughs> Sorry about that. You're fine. Don't worry. Just when I think of Alaba, I just think of Bayern Munich and he's wearing the fucking his Austrian kit in this picture. So, Oh, fair enough. Easy mistake to make. Oh, I haven't been playing FIFA, so I haven't been keeping up. <laughs> right. Three midfielders. Who have we got? Uh, Kevin De Bruyne. Now, the midfield is actually the hardest thing I've found to do here. Okay. So bear with me. Uh, Kevin De Bruyne, Marco Verratti, and see, this is like 
obviously it's taken into account internationals with Donnarumma and Benucci being in there. So I'd imagine they they put an English player in there as well. Um, and if I was to go with an English player, probably be Mason Mount, does it? Nope. So you have the Brian. He is one of them. And then the other two okay. are Premier League players. The other two are Premier League players. Uh, Rodri and Gundogan. Nope. Just think no. of the Ballon d'Or and who was voted up. <laughs> I don't pay attention to that, man. I only find out after. Do you want to? Do you want to go work away and tell me there? Because I don't think I'll get it. They're all Premier League players. Like. Yeah. Chelsea's in Golagante. Oh my God. And then the best DM of the world. And I said Rodri. Yeah. And then Chelsea's Jorginho. Just scoring off a lot of penalties. And in fairness, yes. Fernandez got a lot of good press over scoring penalties. So I yeah. should have expected that. Well, it's a bit of a weird formation, a bit of a weird team, but who are we to judge? I thought I'd be playing for Bayern Munich, so that shows my football knowledge. Football knowledge. Anyway. We're looking at four forwards here. Yep. Who have you got up front? Okay. okay, well, I have Lewandowski up front because I just think that's a foregone conclusion. Okay. Um, this, this is a FIFA team, is it? More so than actually who did well. It's a FIFA team 11s. Best 11, so based off who's so, the best last year. So Mbappe is definitely in it then, is he? He plays in the Farmers League. Keep going. I don't want to be the one to say it, but it's messy in Neymar, isn't it? Out of all the names you said, you got two. Lewandowski's in there and Messi's in there. Oh, really? Well, all right, let me keep going. So, so uh, Federico Chiesa. You're missing another striker and a winger. And is it Fredo, not, Federico? No, Chiesa's not in there. Just two, there's four players that I think are, well, three players have already been here. One of them's on this list. Oh, God, Mo Salah. He's not in this team. He should be, but he's not. What? No, he's not in it. So think of two amazing strikers and then a winger that shouldn't be in here, but he is. A winger that shouldn't be in there, but he is. Yeah, okay. just think of the name. Like he was, he was really, really. Um, I don't know, Holland. I'm gonna say is in there, is he? Holland's a striker. Yeah, you're just missing one winger okay. there. So you have so Messi, Messi, Lambert, right Holland, yeah. uh, left. Yeah, but Messi's look at this. No, Messi's on the right. Okay. So I'm looking for a left winger. Yeah. And it's someone you don't think should have got in there. No. Well, apparently Toss Salah should have been in the team, but... Oh, yeah. Fact. Salah's Salad, there all day. So he's phenomenal. Like, It's not Ronaldo, is it? Yep. Who so made I... that award? Or who made the, the team of the year? I'm seeing with FIFA. Who wrote it on? Even whoever's in charge of that, the same with the people that are in charge of EA, they really should look at themselves in the mirror. So, a good show and goes just, to Benzema and Salah, in my opinion. And maybe, yeah, Rudiger. true. Yeah, I'd say Rudiger definitely in for a shout there. I think he performed fucking amazingly last year. I That's thought he was actually just who Fabinho, Fabinho over Jorginho. Fabinho is just an absolute tank. He's I think Fabinho's so a fantastic player. 
So I mean, good. I can't aim for Think of a midfield, a midfield trio of De Bruyne sitting in there as like a 10 or wherever the fuck he wants to be on the pitch. And then you have Kante and Fabinho behind him just going, yeah, we'll mop it up, lad. No team is beating that tree. No team. Not a chance. Not a chance. I just think Fabinho is just so underrated. He's, he's our top goal scorer in fucking January, for God's sake. He's a, center, he's a CDM. <laughs> Fabinho's the top goal scorer at Liverpool? Yes, for January. <laughs> Oh, for January. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was yeah, thinking, yeah. I was like, he didn't just score 15 goals. Or something. No, no, Salah's no. miles ahead. Like, <laughs> I was like, what score was that Brentford match there? Cricket <laughs> score by the sound of it. Come yeah. here, who, was, who would be in your world 11 then? It wouldn't be far off this. Like, I'd have Donnarumma, I'd have Diaz. The new yeah. is a shoe. I can see why he's there. So I'd keep that tree. I'd then I'd have Rudiger. Because I just think Rudiger is just probably underrated. Like most, like yeah, he's like Matip is underrated, Fabinho's underrated. Like all these players don't get a look in. I think Rudiger is one of them. I don't know why. I think it's because Thiago Silva's there and his name is bigger. Maybe that's why. Maybe. So that'd be my back four. And then the midfield, I'd go with. See, the Brian was injured for most year, wasn't he? Had a few. I honestly can't remember, to be honest. I have a feeling though he's kind of like Salah in that way where if I was making this, that list before I put anyone else on I'd make the team around those two just put them in and go well like to me at the moment they're the two best players in the world so yeah. they're both going in for definite See, so hear a lot of people saying Gundogan and Rodri but see Gilkoy Gundogan last season was phenomenal for City in spells like he was one of the reasons that the title push really really happened I think they went on a 20, was it a 22 game winning streak or unbeaten so streak they went on and a lot of that was down to him banging in goals and he was on really good form. And for a guy that had so many injury troubles and always seems to pick up like little niggling injuries and stuff like that that always keep him out for a game or two here or there, it was great to see him get the form and like actually get the game time to show he is actually a world-class footballer. But there was a reason that they brought him in from Dortmund. Yeah. we throw him in or do we beat boys and put Fabinho in? If I was you, I'd put Fabinho in. I know where your heart lies. I'm going to be biased. So, Kante, Fabinho, De Bruyne. And then, yeah. see, Messi hasn't been good since. He hasn't had a good second half of the year because he has done. He had a very poor well. start to it. I don't know his stats. Show. I'm actually going to pull his stats up here if you don't mind. It might take a minute or so. But yeah, I was, was actually wondering that a little while ago. I heard they're not as good way. as they should be. He had yeah, a good start of the year because obviously with Barca had a good uh, mid-season because he won the Copa America with Argentina and that was a big achievement for him. And I don't know how well he played in that tournament but the fact that he won it just it just pushed his name forward up the list just because he has won internationally. Lewandowski mm. can't argue with that. Chap's an absolute beast. And then it's, it's tossed between Holland and Benzema. Benzema is just... It's just different gravy. Just every time you scroll on Twitter or check the score, he's always scoring. Holland is like the next big name. Maybe people underrate him because he's at Dortmund, maybe. I'm going to go with Benzema. Oh, do you know? Here you go, Benzema. And look, come here. I, I don't begrudge you on that whatsoever. Benzema, since Ronaldo's left, has been the focal point around Madrid's attack. He's led the line so well there. Like, yeah. He's become the player that I think Real Madrid always wanted him to be. 
It's probably because he wasn't in the didn't do much of France. I wasn't in the squad. Maybe that's why he wasn't picked. But um, I think I have Salah in the team as well. So Messi is in there because it's, it's Messi. But I don't think he should. But uh, yeah. well, that's in the same reason that people put Ronaldo in. He's in there because he's Ronaldo, and not based on his performances. Well, he's only in there because he scored a last minute win against Ireland. But we're on top of that. Uh, True, yeah. Well, the last minute winner when it was two minutes overtime, yeah. Or they after adding on five minutes. Push your luck, we'll leave that. But come here, I want to bring you back to this. Messi, right, so far in his first season for PSG, has played 20 matches. And I guess how many goals he scored. I don't have the assist number here, but for goals scored, so 20 games. Usually, this is a guy that gets at least a goal a game or a goal every two games. So it's definitely a single digit. I'm going to go like with seven or eight. Very close. It's six. So that's six goals in September or since August. I imagine that's in all competitions as well because it's very hard to build up 20 just league games. But I believe there was 18 clubs in league one. So that'd be Champions League included. And I know he scored a cracker against City. That was, that was like reeling in the, that was rolling back the years. That was fantastic. But it, I, I don't know what, what the crack is there because as he said, like the guy is a goal merchant. Do you know what I mean? Whatever, it's goal involvement, assists, goals themselves. Like, his numbers are usually phenomenal, but six goals, it's a really, really sharp drop-off. And I reckon, do you reckon that's anything to do with the move from Barcelona? Do you think it's settling into a new league or a new team? Or do you think he's just kind of like, ah, oh, fuck this? Well, let's put it this way. He left Barcelona and it's the fourth time he failed to qualify the Champions League. So That's true. Just shows the impact he has on the team. He didn't want to leave, but he had to because of financial reasons. And obviously PSG and maybe City are the only teams that could afford him. So he, time, chose, yeah. Yeah, so he chose PSG. Didn't want to go there, but he's like, fuck, I might as well go and try and make the most of it. He did pick up an injury, I think. I don't think he, he can settle in, I don't think, because he's so used to being, like, he's Barcelona through and through. He, he's like there since he's 13 years of age. Yeah. Like, it's funny how to settle in and move and adapt to the culture and all this, blah, blah, blah. But when you have a team with Neymar, Fucking Di Maria, Mbappe. You have one album team now. Is Don Rami. You have Ramos. Like the team has is full of super superstars. So if you can't perform with those players. Then I don't know. And especially in the farmers. That's the team. Exactly, and you could almost harken back to the days of the original Galacticos in uh, Real Madrid, where even though there was all, all these names like Zidane, Figo. Beckham showing up on the pitch, fucking even Guti and everything like that, even though he came from the club. All these major names, huge world stars on that side. And over the years, the trophy hall wasn't nearly what anyone would have expected it to be for the money that was getting spent and the players getting brought in. Mm. So it can always happen. There can be a lot of clash of egos, clash of styles. Like when I watched, what was it? When I watched City play against PSG, and I think I'm definitely in the majority here, Neymar. And Messi may not as well have played, like may as well have not played that game. PSG were basically playing with nine men and two passengers. That's yeah. what it looked like to me because never really mind pressed. the lack of pressing. Yes. Like the lack of pressing, the lack of, it almost looked at stages, the lack of belief in their own ability to get the ball up the pitch and get the ball moving at any sort of pace. They lacked someone with, like Messi usually is the sort of player that gets on the ball and goes, look, grabs the game, but it's broken neck, goes, I'm going to dictate how this goes because I'm leaving Messi and that's what I do. And it's like that, that that's what was missing. 
You know what I mean? It's really unfortunate though. Like, so I'm not a huge fan of Mbappe. I find Mbappe to be a big fan. But like, obviously he's a great footballer, but like, I feel like a lot of the praise that's thrown at him is almost undeserved. But in that game, I was looking at him and I felt sorry for him. I felt sorry for him running around. Two lads either side of him. I couldn't bother their bollocks to do it. This is in the Champions League. This isn't a friendly match. This isn't like league one game against fucking shite United. Like, do you know what I mean? Or <laughs> farmers are us or whatever they're playing against every week. Like this is this is the Champions League. Yeah, you know what I mean. This is the Champions League against the favourites for the tournament, and they just weren't actually showing up. And it cost their team dearly in the end. Like. So it'll be interesting to see how they go forward. But I just think there's too many names in that team for it to actually be a team. I think Pochettino will be the one that suffers before any of the players do. I think Mbappe needs a move to another club to actually develop as a player. What's he, 23 now, is he? Three. I'm not too sure. You know what? I'll get that up here as well. So I think if about st- being able to look things up. <laughs> I think if he says at PSG, he'll just be known as like a good player. I don't think he'll actually reach the levels he should or he can. Yeah, see, there'll, there'll always be the thing in everyone's head of, well, he only did it in the French League. Like. Yeah. So, yeah, he is. He's 20, 23. What a guess. Yeah, that's a fantastic guess from friends. You know, at one, uh, one stage in his career, he went on trial at Chelsea. Real. Jeez. They didn't sign him. Yeah. That Imagine having bad. that on your hands and just going, nah, mate, you're all right. Fucking crazy. <laughs> Should I get rid of fucking De Bruyne? Salah had fucking... It was in the same window. I'm pretty nah. sure that was in the same window they got rid of Mbappe and Salah, but it was under the same manager anyway. Mourinho clearly lost his marbles that year. <laughs> sure, yeah. Oh, straight. Um, yeah, honestly. Yeah, there's been a lot going on in the world in the last week. Like, well, since our last podcast, JD Wonder, there's so much stuff to talk about, so much stuff to cover. I don't know if we're even going to get a chance to cover most of it. <laughs> Have you anything wrote down? Oh, do I? Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I <laughs> have a major story, though. Oh, I do, man. I'm going to publish it afterwards so anyone <laughs> wants to see it. Go to Amazon or Eason to wherever they sell books these days. Here's Real quickly before you get into it, I want to ask you a question. Go over. go over, man. Anytime, anywhere. Let's go. There's a fellow who spent over 75 grand tattooing his whole body. What part do you think was the most painful that he said? Do I get any sort of hint? Is it like a limb? Is this... It's a, like the lower half. So if I'm going to say from like here down. Oh, I guess it's from like that middle part there, but around the back. Inside the bum was the most painful. <laughs> <laughs> I was right. I was fucking right. Yes. <laughs> Oh my god, that's actually that's making me so happy. Not that someone got the inside of their ass tattoos, but I'm right. The king is back. Surprise, surprise, motherfuckers. Hell, <laughs> why do you wake up thinking you want that done? Baffling. Well, like, think about it, man. There's like an x ray online. Did you ever see the. Here's something to fucking talk about here. Have you ever seen the x ray photos or even heard doctors talk about what's the weirdest thing you've ever heard someone come in and complain about? Right? Well, and some doctor took an. Yeah, what's the weirdest thing you've ever heard of being stuck up there? I heard doctors say live mice, like still alive mice, which, what the fuck, man, right? Brings you back to the times where uh, South Park or Mr. Garrison shoved uh, Lemmy Winks up Mr. Slave's ass. But, uh, 
Another one, right, which I think is the funniest thing in the world, right, is someone put a light bulb up their arse, right, and it did break an unbroken light bulb. Like, the thing didn't shatter. Yeah. So, wow. And second of all, when they took the x-ray, I'd say it looked like their Yeah, but they looked like their arse had a great idea. Like, <laughs> Bing! That's it. Fucking gasp, man. What would you say the weirdest thing anyone's ever... Joe, never mind the weirdest thing. What would you say the weirdest excuse anyone's ever come up with? Because you know, like, we've all heard the, oh, I slipped and fell. It's like, really, is that how you landed on a mortar? Oh, that was the other one. Yeah, the mower. Uh, mower. The mortar shell. World War the fuck one or two. Or two mortar shells stuck up someone's ass. How the fuck does that happen? He fell on it. Quote, unquote. Someone get these fuckers like a Zimmer for him. They keep falling on the weirdest objects. If I fell <laughs> and the first thing to hit the ground was my arse and I seen a big sharp thing on the ground, I'd be a bit worried where my mindset is at. Mm-hmm. Yeah. How, what, one, how did he fall on it? Two, how did it go up if he was wearing clothes? Three, how did it fit up there? Four, what's it doing pointing in the upward position? Five, well, if you weren't wearing clothes, why be outdoors naked? <laughs> Six, and who do you think you're fooling? Seven, can you please go back to school? Eight, I'm pretty sure he needs to be putting at home. Man, the world we live in is fucking ridiculous. I think something I was going to bring up, and I was like, nah, I'm not going to bring it up. But you know what? Since they're on this weird what? buzz, I'm going to bring it up. There's a thing okay. called uh, ecosexual. Do you know what that is? I'm guessing it's someone that has sexual plants, but go on and like me. Close. It's someone who has a sexual attraction to like the earth and basically like plants and all that shit. And they were saying that um, ways to reduce the carbon emissions or reduce all this show you make the earth feel happy is to do all these things. And they were like, <laughs> some of this shit they were saying, they were something like uh, massage the earth with your feet, give a tree, basically shag a tree. Um, what was the other one? Um, oh, I can't think. I'm not blank, but it was along that line anyway that people would make the earth feel better. Oh, yeah, basically talking to your telling the earth that you love and appreciate it. And then, so you want to be the earth's physiotherapist, is what it's saying to do, like feel it up when it's feeling down. Yeah, and massage your feet as well. Just you know yourself. You bring a giant yeah, for a walk. Dig them claws. You stand there. You massage that ground and make the earth feel good. Yeah, I can't wait to bring Jake out on a walk <laughs> and massage the dog shit that's under my feet. I only talked to you about that the other day. I'm actually genuinely concerned with the amount of dog shit that I'm finding on the street. Honestly, like it's, it's not that difficult to bring a bag, which you like. It's ridiculous. And what happens if one of these ecosexuals that Aaron seems to be very friendly with comes along and is like, "Oh, I'm gonna massage the ground with my." My toes was a bit of a <laughs> fetish the earth apparently for toes uh gives a little massage there and then all of a sudden it's like oh the ground is extra squidgy oh dear christ <laughs> that's just not something i think anyone should have happened to them to be honest fuck was is it, that like there was a time i had a bingo where i was bringing up the aliens man and i thought i had bags in my pocket but i didn't and he took a pill and i had a bag full of his see what i was bringing up it was like a, a ziploc bag so I emptied the field yeah. into my pocket, took the Ziploc bag, picked the pill from the foot in the bin, so I had the field in my pocket. So I had to pick it up. I wasn't leaving it there. I went down my way to pick like, it up. 
even at that, if you're close enough to your house, leave the shit there and walk back up and pick it up. It's not that difficult. Or even throw a few fucking leaves over it, you know? Just make yeah. it so that some kid isn't going to fucking fall, like fall on a face first. Like, ends up eating a fucking shit sandwich off the ground by accident. Like, <laughs> here, speaking of weird shit getting shoved up, uh, shoved up, getting found up people's asses, right? I'd imagine Novak Djokovic wants to take a page out of the Rock's book. And the Rock used to have a famous saying where he was going to grab something, he was going to turn that some bitch sideways, and he was going to stick it straight up someone's candy ass. And I'd imagine that's what Novak Djokovic wants to do with his tennis racket. And Scott Morrison, the Australian Prime Minister. What do you think of that? Can I just say one thing before we go on to that? I just found yeah, that article there about the ecosexuality, whatever it's called. I was just reading there while you talking. <laughs> go. Does it. There's a bit here in quotes. There are people who fuck trees or masturbate on their waterfalls. Well, that definitely can't be good for the environment. Leave the poor tree alone. Like uh, The tree didn't consent to that, you know? People who roll around in dirt having an orgasm covered in pot and soil. Oh, dear God. This is almost as weird as when the Welsh start shagging sheep a few years ago. Circulate erotic energy with the earth or do a new dance for it. Fuck me. <laughs> that sounds like a lot of like dru- druidic pra- practices, far like the fact that I don't oh, think druids actually me. go and have sex with the ground and the trees around them. Oh, so weird that. shit going on in the world, man. So oh, fucking yeah. odd people. And you know what? I won't take it away from them. Do whatever you like to each their own. But if there's a tree in my backyard and I find some freak fucking, I'm sorry, but you're getting the fucking, you're getting a slap, like you know what I mean? <laughs> Genuinely, like oh, what the fuck? Yeah. What so... does be wrong with some people though? When you think about it, who thinks like wakes up one morning and goes, ah, "What a beautiful day outside! Time to go slam my flute into a tree." Like first of all, splinters. Like second of all, what the fuck is wrong with you? I can't believe fucking splinters was my first problem with that. Of all things, splinters. Like, this is ridiculous. This, and you said I wasn't telling funny jokes at the start of this. Well, bitch, please, let's go. That's Think that's, about it, like. I took the super wrong time there, Jesus Christ. That's how I throw some bits at the minute. <laughs> I couldn't swallow it. Yeah, that's what the tree said. <laughs> Oh, so you get people barking at people and then you hear this show or truly are a fucked generation. Hey, again, you leave people that bark at other people alone. <laughs> we'll come back, down to, come back down to reality just a little bit about uh, Djokovic there. Yeah, I'd say he wants to... Uh, you know the way he's, he's known for breaking rackets. It's so, one of the reasons I'm actually not a huge fan of Djokovic in general. He's known for breaking tennis rackets and throwing hissy fits and shit. But if he broke a tennis racket over Scott Morrison, I really wouldn't be that annoyed. And I'd imagine a lot of Aussies wouldn't either. I've heard some very derogatory comments coming from Australians about their Prime Minister. So One of which, man, was as bad as it makes me ashamed. See with the whole situation? Yeah. I was watching like interviews with some of the Australians about it. And this was the exact quote. It makes me ashamed to call myself an Australian. Am I getting this right? He wasn't allowed in Australia to play in a tennis tournament because he wasn't vaccinated so the so yeah essentially yeah that's it essentially hmm. so he wasn't allowed he's not allowed 
play in the it's Australian Open. In a socially distant sport. Yeah, and probably the most, other than golf, the most socially distant sport on the planet, realistically. It's pretty shit to watch as well. It's probably the only good thing that's happened to them. It's probably drummed up a bit of controversy, which will probably get a few eyes. And in fairness, with Djokovic not there, I mean, it's open for someone to actually win it. That's not him. And to be honest, I think that kind of takes away from the integrity of the sport, really, the integrity of the competition. Because I know for a fact, like from watching interviews, certain people like Rafael Nadal, and Rafael Nadal is obviously a phenomenal tennis player, but he doesn't want Djokovic playing in the tournament. Uh, the likes of the few other, like a few other, I know I've just named Jock Nadal there, but like I can't think of the other ones. I know Nick Kyrgios gave, a, I know Kyrgios gave an interview, and I can't even remember what he said. To be honest, I had a few drinks on me, but it seems to be like the common denominator seems to be players don't want Djokovic playing because he's not vaccinated. It seems to be the reason that they're given. Realistically, the way I'm looking, that is, you don't want Djokovic playing because he's probably going to whip your ass in the court, regardless of vaccination or non-vaccination. You want the chance to win something, but. If you're going to be playing in the tournament, you win it. Are you really the champion if you didn't beat the previous champion? Do you know what I mean? If the previous champion didn't even get a chance to show up and represent, are you really the champion? I feel like you only are if the previous champ retired, you know? It doesn't make sense to me. You'd almost call him an interim champion, you know? Because they never actually get to play against the holder. And like the, the whole thing that really bugs me is it became a political issue or a sporting issue should have been an issue of sport. Like It should have been an issue of this guy came in here. He had all the right travel documents. He basically has jumped through every hoop. We've asked him to jump through. We've even locked him up for a few days. He still wants to be in the country. He still wants to play the tournament. So the court basically decided that Djokovic's visa would be granted. He was allowed to play them. He went off. He trained in the arena. And then I... I believe it's the Australian Minister for Foreign Affairs or Minister for Immigration or something like that basically to revoke his visa on the grounds that it would be sending the wrong message to the people because they've had strict lockdowns and strict measures and if what would happen if they were seen to just be letting someone that's unvaccinated walk in you know it's a really weird situation it's look it should be about sport and you know, it's been over politicized like a lot of things these days if there's any hint of a political discord that can be used, the news media will jump on it and they'll push that sort of angle. Realistically, as I said, it should have just been a question of, is Djokovic able to play? Is he ill? Is he injured? No. Does he have coronavirus? No. Test him every day and if he has it, don't let him play on the day that he has it. If that happens. But I just don't see the point in not letting a fully healthy person compete in a tournament which they are the champion of. For no other reasons than political reasons. Mate, this fucking pandemic has the world gone mad. The amount of stupid shit that's been introduced the past two years, and that was one of, one of them. That just sums it up how stupid the world is. <clears throat> like, and, I'm trying to man, I, be safe and sorry all about this. this. Go on. I have another thing to bring up here, just in regards to Djokovic, and it's from the extra dollar and it says that Novak Djokovic is set for further drama after France passed a new controversial law. In France, they've been pretty strict on people being able to go into establishments, into shops and everything, whatever COVID passed. And up until recently, up until this new law was passed, anyone that, say, had a negative, they could show, like, oh, I tested negative today. Like, can I go in and buy groceries? Um, I, you know, all shit like that. They have the lateral flow tests, stuff like that. So in France, I'm just going to get down. So it's the bill for... Sorry, I'll let me get this here. Uh, the country's president, 
Macron is basically hoping to limit the number of patients in the hospitals without having to resort to another lockdown. Although COVID-19 cert was previously needed to go into restaurants, cinemas, museums and many sites throughout France, unvaccinated people were allowed in if they showed a recent negative test or proof of recent recovery. New law brings an exception. Uh, yeah, an exception to the close uh, brings this exception to a close and applies to everyone over the age of 16. It remains to be seen whether visiting sports people will be, be like excluded from the law. So if you're looking at people that won't be able to get into France, most likely if they aren't vaccinated, that's what I'm taking from it. So if you look at Ireland and like England, Wales, so, so I know Ireland and England are definitely playing in France in the Six Nations. If they have any players that aren't vaccinated, could France just go, no, we don't want them in there. And what happens if the, the best player in the team, like what happens if it's like James Lowe, who's having a fucking storm over the line for Ireland? Now, I know we have players there to replace him, but well, they just go, him, he's not vaccinated. We're not letting him in. You know what I mean? I it's kind of like what's going on with the controversy with Arsenal. It's, there's a lot of weird shit going on at the minute. Well, sorry, you, you were saying there, bro. I don't want to cut across you again. I can't wrap my head around half this shit, to be honest. They're saying you can't get into the country, you can't play because you're not vaccinated, all this shit. It would make sense if the vaccine made you immune to it. It doesn't. It prevents you from dying from the fucking disease or putting in the hospital. It just stops you getting like the bad really dose sick. of it. Yeah. So if it was immunity from COVID, I can't understand where I'd make some argument. I can't understand where it come from. But the fact that you can still catch it and oh, it's baffling. See, it's... Like all this shit does my head in, especially where our lockdowns at the minute. Why are we closing at eight o'clock? Why are we letting people that are not vaccinated not going to places? They can still catch as much as I can. I yeah, exactly. just get a worse dose of it. Like just because we go somewhere, say we go to a nightclub or a pub, whatever, and because we're, I don't know about you, but boosted, vaccinated, whatever, just because I go in there doesn't mean I feel safe. I can still catch it. I'm just not going to be in a hospital on my deathbed nearly over. Well, that's that's the, that's the thing now. And in fairness, see with these vaccines, they've actually changed the definition of vaccine to make them pass as vaccines. So what a vaccine normally is, or like the normal method of creating a vaccine would be to get a small viral load of whatever particular virus that you want to create a vaccine for, implant that into somebody and then allow them to build up white blood cells, natural immunity to that vaccine, uh, to that virus. So then when the virus eventually does get into them, they are much better and much more well-equipped to fight it off. The way these new vaccines work is they don't actually, the RNA ones, from what I know, don't use that same method and also don't cure you of having the disease or stop you from having the disease. You are dead right in saying that. So what happens is basically it gives the protection to your lungs. So when it does get into you, it doesn't get into your lungs. And even if it does get into your lungs, it won't do as much damage as possibly as it possibly could do. Now, from hearing secondhand evidence from a doctor, I can't actually say the name because I wouldn't be aware if they want to be mentioned on this this is someone that reads scans and like they were reading lung scans at the start of this pandemic and saying how they've actually never, and this is an expert medical opinion, they've never seen anything attack the lungs the way this virus does. So obviously that doesn't happen in every patient, but what was happening in the of that, that had to happen. So the vaccines don't stop you from getting the virus and how you get the virus would be through your mouth and through your nose. It doesn't block viral loads from getting in that way. It just stops them from doing mega, mega harm. But on the vaccine front, Ladies and gentlemen, I'm going to pull up an article here, okay? And it's going to take me a minute or two. And based on the smile on my face, Aaron, did you see my Instagram story the other day by any chance? If not, 
the opposition page we'll yes. have it up straight after this video goes live i think you know what i'm referring to i do there's a certain you know what they say look an apple a day keeps the doctor away well a joint a day says covid good day fuck off so basically it was released well not released by voice voice reported on it and it was a peer review conducted study it's been like Oh, I'm butchering this already. Basically, it's been found that the cannabinoids in weed or cannabis or marijuana, they actually stop the cells. Um, they stop the, you know, the spike proteins from being able to penetrate the cells and actually do any damage. And these are the spike proteins that are involved in COVID-19. So we're really looking for a you know, quick fix to this. Uh, everyone knows meet me at fucking Phoenix Park 420 and we can have a big <laughs> COVID killing party everyone go to your local dispensary oh wait we don't have them did you hear that Hall? open that shit up create a few local dispensaries get everyone stoned and guess what happens two weeks to fucking flatten the curve no bother man <laughs> two weeks on the sofa all chill out no bother sound boys fucking spend your pup on that boy don't you do you know what? Hey, look, there's new treatments coming out of the woodworks all the time between that ivermectin monoclonal uh, I can't even say it the yolk, antibody yolks that Joe Rogan took there's so many different ways of treating it it's so weird that they're just pushing the one thing of get vaccinated get vaccinated get vaccinated get vaccinated it's almost like Ireland must have bulk bought a load of vaccines or <laughs> like hmm, we have to get rid of these before they fucking go out of date lads just fucking let me jab you <laughs> it's impossible to so, get everyone like literally 100% vaccination it's impossible it's never going to happen yeah you're always going to have people to hold off they said that uh, last year year and a half wherever ago that once the over 65 is vaccinated we're going to be back to normal look where we are now two years later oh wait you need a third dose and over in England uh, over in Israel they're getting a fourth dose where does yeah, it end? Israel Israel, like, man, I wouldn't be following them too no. closely. Like, they're going around bombing people and everything no, no. like that. We, we left that shit in the 90s. You know what I mean? You know what I mean? You don't you see where I'm coming from. Like, they're getting a fourth dose and they're making up shit as they go along. They're saying, oh, close bars at eight o'clock. Why? People's going to go back to house parties and spread it more then and literally be in a, a small, confined space. Spread it. That will spread even more. Or they'll go back to uh, fucking no the, yeah they go back to a gaff party or they clog the streets and it'll be an absolute pain to go home well, that's makes... the way like the way it's going to go I was walking back to the pub the other night and I swear to God walked past Pat's College in uh, Trocondra and I'd say like literally this was uh, 20 past 8 only after leaving, uh, leaving Vegas pub and literally just walking straight up the road looked off me right to the Tesco and that Tesco is usually like say full of patch students because ah oh, cheap gargling oh you up the boys or sorry mup minimum unit price mup the boys so I seen them all going in using getting their mup you spending that pup on their mup <laughs> and uh, basically man there was about fucking 50 say about 50 18 year olds standing outside Tesco I was like how how is this any better like if you're an L1 or an L lad, man, if you're in your 50s, oh, sorry, if you're in your 70s, if you're walking down the road, you'll see a lot of young plus, a lot of young ones standing outside the shop. You'd probably be thinking to yourself, ah, oh, fuck, I'd rather they were in a nightclub or a pub because these cunts are freaking me out. You know? That's the, um, the nature of the beast, really, isn't it? Like, it's just, it's mad. But one other thing so many... as well. No, I was born yeah, events when uh, it was at reduced capacity or when there's force opening up and all this shit. 
another way, let's say, let's take Anfield, for example. Four times yeah. fans were out back in the stadium. Anfield holds, what, 52,000, I think, in around that. Yeah, okay. You think for that size, they let, what was it, 1,000 or 2,000 fans in, I think. You think for a stadium that size, I'll put some in the main stand, some in the top, some in the kind of leash stand, just to spread them out, you know yourself. But no, yeah. you're all put in the fucking main stand, literally bunched up together with CR2 separating them. Where's the logic in that? Mm. If you want to have that much space See, between people, open up more fucking seats. If you want to yeah, spread them out, spread them out the whole stand. Open up the cup and have them literally hold spread out the cup. Like some of this shit that went on the past two years doesn't make sense. It annoys me. And just a bit of logic would go a long way. Yeah, see, the and whole people, thing is... Sorry, one thing as well. People won't be as frustrated as they are now with a bit of common sense was put in place over the past few years. But what? Maybe we should get Bertie back in there to tell them all to stop waffling. There's another Premier League um, match postponed Burnley and Watford. Already? Well, between this podcast, so that match would have happened, so... Oh, fair enough. But we can tell the future. That game's not going to happen. Like, <laughs> <laughs> uh, just on in line with what you're saying there, like, we said it the other day because he's fucking love to see someone just hand, you know, Vincent Brown, Irish journalist. Someone hand him a load of cash and just go, go in there, go into the press conference, and Vincent, you ask whatever the fuck you like. This is the same fella that sat down in front of the IMF and went, eh, sorry, excuse me, IMF. Why are the Irish people paying all these bonds um, when none of the bonds are owned by Irish people? And your man goes, uh, well, I do not understand the question. It's like, well, man, like, fucking, you came to Ireland where they speak English. Maybe send someone to speak English that can answer a question or stop dancing around it. Like, if they actually were more, like, transparent with where you're getting the information from and why you're making the decision, I feel like a lot more people would be happier with it to be a lot less discourse. And it's just, it's one of the things, like, you're not, they're not all powerful, they're not all known. So I understand that the situation will constantly evolve. But having the people be a part of the decision-making process when there's four or five million people, it's almost impossible. But showing them how you're coming to the decisions and allowing them to critique it and come back and go, well, maybe have you looked at exploring this avenue or this avenue or this avenue? It might breed a lot more benefits than going, we're doing this. Do you know what I mean? And then why are you doing this? Why are you implementing a specific measure? Uh, like, they never actually have an answer for it. You know what I mean? And it's, it'd be refreshing to see someone actually go, look, come here, we're doing this because it's factually proven that, if, if it was the case, of, it's actually factually proven that after 8 o'clock, COVID gets extra spike protein. I know that's obviously bullshit. But yeah, like, but for anyone listening, it's, it's explained yeah. the leak. If they explain the way, the re- if they explain the reason and the rationale behind the decision, it'd make a lot more sense and maybe people wouldn't be as frustrated. And in opinion polls, maybe being a gay and being a fall wouldn't be getting fucking annihilated by Sinn Féin. Like, you know, it's, it's, it's mad. And I believe like the world that we're living in at the minute is going to get a lot more fucking crazy in the next few years, honestly. But see, like, even the, Ireland, numbers, see the numbers are even being uh, thrown around every day with everything that's due and should stop doing that. They're giving out false information. They're saying that, oh, there's uh, people, thousand people in the hospital with COVID or whatever. They didn't, that, that gives the narrative to say, like, oh, people. COVID went, has these people in the hospital. Yeah. 
but it's not. It's people that even I think uh, Leo came out himself and said it that people went in with a broken arm or whatever and then caught tested and turned out they had COVID or something or they got it in there. And yeah, exactly. Uh, even There's the, reason behind that though. Yeah, I remember um I think it was last year they were saying like this one we got like a high increase in numbers, not to what we are now, but they're saying, Oh, some of these are from like three, four weeks ago, just throwing them in because we got positive results now. Sure, at the start they were like fucking sending the results or sending the tests off to Germany to be tested, and then they weren't coming back until two or three days later or a week later. Going, oh yeah, well our numbers are up this week because uh, we actually have the test came back from Germany that we sent off four weeks ago. Like you know, it's it's a bit mad. And like in fairness, when the flu is out, they don't count cases; you count deaths realistically. Counting cases isn't a good metric, and I don't think it ever will be a good metric with this. I don't know why they still do it today. I really don't. Like listen to the radio in the morning or. Whenever Nanny's and News is on, and they're talking about the number of cases, I'm like, why is this still a fucking thing? Yeah, exactly. Like, realistically, I think the rest of us have moved on with, the, with our lives. Maybe <laughs> it's time for Paul Reed and Tony Houlihan to stop being in love with the camera and the microphone and going, lads, we're going to step back into our roles as just being public servants. Personally, just... I think Tony Houlihan should be sacked, or should be sacked, man, on the spot. Not over this, not over COVID, over previous. How, how would you call them cluster folks? You know what I mean. But this is the highest of being behind heinously bad mistakes. This the highest. Like uh, into more, like, this the highest number the highest we've had, Highest uh, cases we've had, which is what twenty six thousand with the highest or something in a day. That's I'm like, not too sure to be honest. Though. I'm gonna say twenty six just to be conservative, and we okay. have a population of just over five million. Another aspect, yeah. sorry, wrong way. 26. I'm not saying 5 million, just to be conservative. That's yeah, go on, zero, it's like, yeah, about 5 million. That's 0.0052%. Okay. That. No way. I can't do math now, Jesus, I'm so confused. Yeah, percentage <laughs> divided by that. What play by 100? Anyway, the number I got is less than 1%. Yeah, makes sense. Either way, no matter what, what you multiply by 100 or not, either way, it's less than 1%. And that's the highest we've had in since this pandemic. Less than 1%. I know. It's mental, isn't that it? Is you look at the response awesome. they put into this. Well, like, put it this way, man. The response they put into this and the money that was sunk into this for the absolute public health emergency, as they call it, like it's it's not like it really isn't the public health emergency. The real public health emergency is the fact that Ireland has probably the fattest population of all of Europe at the moment, only for the reason that the Brits left and then Scotland and England aren't counting that anymore. Ireland has an incredibly overweight parts of their population. If you have people that are unhealthy and unfit and an underfunded and underserviced health system, what's gonna happen? When a disease comes along, people are gonna shit themselves and go, Oh balls, I'm not healthy and I haven't eaten right in the last ten years. I might be badly affected by this, but everyone's told since the time you're a child, eat your vegetables, work out, and you should stay healthy. Do you know what I mean? Maybe if they had more of an emphasis on eat well, work out, that might work. Maybe if they actually funded the health system instead of playing a game, of, let's get the sound boy, as they always do in the doll. Like, as I said on a previous podcast, man, the Tarnishta and the Taoiseach are both former, oh, sorry, health ministers, both former health ministers. In the last 10 years, they've held the office of house, oh, health minister. So what is the fucking story here? Like, you can't like it's 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 a roundabout of like no, I blame you, I blame you. Like, 
they just need to own up, take responsibility for what the fuck is going on here. Like, and what's going on is, in my opinion, and people can disagree with this as much as they want, but try come back to me with fucking solid facts and not just feelings about it. I believe that had this been taken seriously as a public health issue or a public health emergency, as they like to say, maybe they would have increased the sugar tax. Maybe they would have said to sweet companies, okay, you're not allowed to produce any more you shit going forward. We're going to go through and see exactly what you're putting in your products that can cause harm to people. We're going to give out funds of money. Like you get a social welfare package if you can prove that you've done such and such amounts of work out each week. How many steps have you done? Oh, wait, most people want to do 10,000. Turns out you do 8,000. You do like 8,000 steps a day continuously. It's something like 350 calories now. Something like that. I remember going to figure. If you made it a, a case for, if you can show, say anyone that has a Fitbit, create an app, watch on their, get an app on the phone. Try, <laughs> yeah, but like even at that, like there you go. Like well, you'll find ways around it. But it's about promoting people to be healthy. And all you're doing is cheating yeah. yourself at the end of the day. Because if you can look at someone and go, oh, oh you did 50,000 steps today. Where the fuck did that belly come from? <laughs> Do you know what I mean? I'm not having a go at anyone that's overweight here. I'm just saying, like, realistically, if people took better care of themselves, they wouldn't be worried about this nearly as much as they are. I understand the concern with older people and people that are immune compromised and people that have heart conditions, people that have anything that could fuck them up when they get this. But for the ordinary joke, so take care of yourself, go on a walk, get a dog, actually look after the fucker and bring them on a walk as well. Keep yourself healthy and eat a bit better than you are before. And honestly, you should have nothing to worry about. Yeah, I think we should end there on that now, mate. We've gone for Do you think so? Because I had something, Wait, I had one something to thing. bring up here, man. Wait, go on. Okay, go for it. Is this me or you? You, go on. Do you have one more thing or do I have one more thing? You have. Okay. <laughs> right so I wanted to bring this up the entire time right just because I think this is absolutely mad and it's surreal that this is actually going on in the world today and maybe we could just call it a day with the podcast and maybe you can clip this up later because this would be a pretty fun clip should only be short but a royal expert has said that the Queen will be frustrated after the news that Prince Andrew will indeed face a civil sexual assault trial and believe it or not the Duke of York is set to as I said face that trial over alleged sexual assault allegations against a 17 year old man Virginia Gouffray, following the attempt to have the case thrown out, um, it was dismissed by the uh, New York court. Basically, it wasn't allowed to be thrown out. And here is the thing, right? Way to throw your fucking family members under the bus here. Fair enough. He's a pedo. So, or allegedly a pedo, right? So, fair enough. Fuck him under the bus. Because, um, yeah, I'm not going to follow through what I was going to say there. But Andrew, no longer Prince Andrew, I might add. Andrew has been stripped of all military titles Royal pardons and honorific HRHs, whichever uh, HRH titles, I don't even know what the fuck that means, uh, by Buckingham Palace. And believe it or not, the people that were most highly involved in getting everything, like all his, like, his names and all of this shit removed from him, was actually his brother Prince Charles and his nephew William. And he's not in the, the funds or the heritage or whatever because he's saying something that he's if he is nothing, no. If he was charged and they'd freeze all his assets and obviously like he's in yeah, he's a, royal he's a criminal. Yeah, all his assets all be frozen and all this show you because his assets are all the royal shit. That means their stuff is, would be affected. That's why he's uh basically gone. See you later, you're nothing now. So they don't get affected. So that's what I see on it. Yeah, well man, but look to be honest, protecting themselves sooner enough. Dude had the weirdest and worst excuse I've ever heard in my entire life. 
he was asked in an interview. Did you see the interview he did? No. It was about a year or two ago. Where he was asked about it. It was like, do you know this woman? Did you uh, have any like, sexual relations with the woman around that? She described you as being very sweaty. And his answer was, oh, no, no, I couldn't, I, I couldn't have been sweating. I had a condition at the time that stopped me from sweating. There we go, John. We'll react to that as well. So that's another. Oh, we can actually do a little bit Adam and Aaron reacts kind of thing going on. There's a few different things that I did want to bring up, but I can always save it for another podcast. There's also a pretty cool guest that I want to get in touch with, and it will be more in line with the other topics that I had here. Wanted to give you a little bit of an introduction to them, but it might be best off if we do get an expert in, someone yeah. that'll be able to talk about it. And it's something that will be going on in Ireland and the EU as a whole. So, guys, as Aaron said, we're going to leave the podcast here, and we hope you tune in next time we hope you tuned in this time and if you really like it guys if you wouldn't mind giving us a like share and a subscribe every little helps because yes we are tesco <laughs> this one was just a little chat catch up going forward be more structured we'll have proper topics we'll have guests on so this one's out of the way it's time to kick on and bend over 2022 and run with the arse joy with no loop dead right and come up with your excuse for why it's up there. Anyway, ladies and gentlemen, if you want me to get another haircut, you let me know in the comments what sort of haircut should Adam get. We'll put a little poll up on Instagram. But guys, as we said, make sure you like, share, and subscribe, and tune in in the future, because from here, it's only going to get better. Talk to you later. Take it easy. <laughs>